everyone. Welcome to the Bulletproof Hygiene Podcast, where mistakes are welcome, nothing is off limits, and growth is inevitable. I am Sharissa Wood. I'm Brittany Simon. And we are putting our brains together to bring you the tools you need to elevate your hygiene practice, build amazing team culture, and provide patients with the very best care. Our mission is to help empower and equip every hygienist to practice purposeful, profitable hygiene. We look to guide you on your journey towards career fulfillment by providing support, collaboration, and community to our profession. As two of the top producing hygienists in the country, we know firsthand that these things lead to sustainable and fulfilling practice and the happy side effect of high profitability. So let's get to it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another week of Bulletproof Hygiene Podcast. We are excited to have you joining us. And this week, we are talking about a subject that is near and dear to my heart personally, and we will try not to scream or shout it at you, because this week, we are talking about hearing loss and how it relates to dentistry. So the topic of hearing loss itself is something I'm very familiar with, because I have significant hearing loss in my right ear. Um, It came from a tumorous growth that I had removed twice in childhood because they removed it once and it recurred and had done some pretty significant damage. And it left me with a fake eardrum. Um, They chipped new bones from my skull, fabricated new new ear bones. Um, And I also have a displaced facial nerve, which has prevented any future types of reconstruction. So I'm stuck with long-term hearing loss in my right ear. And what's really crazy is that despite my condition, in all of my 27 years of hygiene, I really honestly haven't given much thought or consideration to the risk of hearing loss that dentistry brings. And in my research, it really seems that far too often dental professionals do not notice how this gradual noise-induced hearing loss is affecting them until it's too late. So today, we are changing that and learning right along with you. So it is actually estimated that 30 million Americans are exposed to potentially harmful sounds at work. And NIOSH, the National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health, has recognized noise-induced hearing loss as the most common occupational injury. Many workplaces require hearing protection devices, or HPDs, as part of their PPE, which, of course, we are intimately familiar with from the PPE side of things. OSHA mandates that employees wear HPDs with exposures to 85 decibels or higher for eight continuous hours. What's interesting for us is that the data and research shows that dentists and their teams are regularly exposed to decibel levels at and above the level of 85. As we can all guess, these noise-producing culprits are high-speed handpieces, high and low-speed suctions, and of course, our ultrasonic scalers. The reason that dentistry is not mandated to wear hearing protection devices is because generally, and hopefully, there are not eight continuous hours of noise levels at or above 85 decibels, but rather exposure to repeated smaller bursts of noises over time. But when you compound those noises on top of other noises we are exposed to in our daily lives, it can all add up and we can find ourselves asking our loved ones to repeat themselves or turning up our podcasts, music, or shows that we don't hear quite as well as we used to. This is what is called noise-induced hearing loss, or NIHL. And I think it's really important to inject here that if you already have hearing loss, like me, it's not too late to do something about preventing future hearing loss. Though hearing loss is irreversible, 
what hearing you have left is still possible to preserve and protect. We promote prevention and restoration to our patients all day long. When a patient assumes they've lost too many teeth to have much hope, we don't just say, yeah, let's just wait until you lose the rest of them. And then, then we can talk about something like dentures. No, we help them rebuild and preserve what they have left and protect their future form and function. And it's time we look in the mirror when it comes to our hearing, because without protection, your remaining hearing could be lost forever. And we want to be clear, hearing loss isn't just about not being able to hear your loved ones or binge your favorite shows. There are honestly some serious long-term health ramifications that hang in the balance. Unaided hearing loss has been linked to increased incidences of depression, social isolation, and hospitalization reduced motor coordination, and impaired cognition, learning, and memory. Of recent discovery is the threefold increase in the rates of Alzheimer's disease associated with hearing loss. So let's dig in a little to our daily assailants when it comes to NIHL, and we are surrounded by them. So depending on the type of handpiece technology used in your practice, the decibel ranges can be from 70 to over 100. The high-speed suction comes in at about 72 to 75 decibels. The ultrasonic cleaner, which we know is going all day long in sterilization, comes in around 91 decibels. Our magnetostrictive ultrasonic scalers can range from 84 to 98 decibels. Piezo scalers come in higher at about 107 decibels. So when you combine the use of ultrasonic scalers with your high-speed suction, with that ultrasonic going all day in, this, in sterilization, we as hygienists must become more aware of these risks. And just note that our personal danger of hearing loss has been estimated to be tenfold due to the consistent and frequent use of ultrasonic scalers. So don't worry, we are not advocating for ditching your ultrasonic tips and, doing, and going back to hand scaling. That is not a good idea for any of the parties involved. But instead, taking the best steps toward prevention and hearing loss. Johns Hopkins Medicine rec recommends that every adult should obtain a baseline hearing test between the ages of 21 to 60. I would argue that probably should be a, a lower range. Um, if a potential hearing problem arises, then you have the baseline to give an indication of where a patient lies with their hearing loss. Subsequent tests should be indicated yearly with an annual physical. So before we get into specific options available to us regarding ear protection and noise cancellation, let's take into consideration some of the unique needs of dental professionals when it comes to this issue. Noise blocking is certainly called for, but don't overdo it. Even a noise reduction rating of five earplug can help take the edge off of hazardous noise and stave off considerable amount of hearing damage over the years. Additionally, noise blocking specifically in the high frequency range is most critical for dentists and hygienists. The best earplugs for dental professionals must provide the ability for the dentist or hygienist to clearly hear and converse with the patient. Natural sound hearing earplugs provide that capability. Most natural sound earplugs are geared toward musicians, but they also tend to offer the right amount of noise attenuation and natural sound hearing to make them an ideal choice for dentist earplugs. Obviously wearing earplugs around the office may be unappealing prospect for many dental professionals. Hey, Bulletproof hygienists. We are excited to announce our 2023 Bulletproof Summit. Mark the date on your calendar and block off patient care because we're going to be in Las Vegas, August 11th and 12th at the Wynn Hotel. 
registration is live, get all the details and jump on the early bird specials by going to bulletproofsummit.com. This is our opportunity to connect with you and your team in person and grow exponentially together. We promise you don't wanna miss it and we can't wait to see you there. Sign up today. So let's talk about hearing protective devices. There are two primary types available in the marketplace. And the first is active sound control, which allows for vast protection while unsafe noise levels are occurring, yet also allows for decompression of the HPD while the noise level is safe, therefore allowing the ability to communicate effectively without muffled sounds. And the second is passive noise control, which protects against unsafe, unsafe noise levels, but does not allow for clear hearing that is needed for effective communication. A muffled sound would be occurring. Earplugs, which are a passive method of HPD, are the most common device used to protect ears from loud noises. There are many over-the-counter types, which can be made of foam, molded polyurethane, or silicone. Ultimately, earplugs can protect from the high decibels, but do not allow the dental professional to hear or communicate with his or her patients effectively. Thus, over-the-counter earplugs are rendered an ineffective way to protect one's hearing while trying to deliver optimum care. Earplugs for musicians may be an option to consider as many of them do contain filters that allow for the capability to switch freely between a hearing protection mode and sound amplification mode, an excellent option for dental professionals who already suffer from some degree of hearing loss. These products can range from about $10 to about $300. There's a product made specifically for the dental community called Ear Racers, E-A-R-A-S-E-R-S, they are reusable earplugs that reduce up to 19 decibels. They allow enough protection to take the edge off, but still hear clearly when having a conversation. They're made of silicone that creates a smart seal to ensure proper fit and are virtually invisible. They retail for $40. Custom earplugs made by an audiologist are another way to protect your hearing with a passive device. Earplugs can reduce decibel ranges from 25 decibels to greater capacities based on their specific noise reduction ranges of N25 to N33. A noise reduction rating of N25 has the capacity to reduce the decibel levels by 25, while a noise reduction rating of N33 will obviously have a greater capacity to reduce damaging noise levels. As with most things medical, there's an advanced method to protect the ear, the ear aid. An active method of HBD, is a small and adaptable earpiece powered by a tiny hearing aid battery, which lasts about two weeks. It has a noise reduction rating of N25. When it's worn, the custom electric circuity compresses sound when it reaches a dangerous noise level, but stops when safer noise levels are resumed. This is thought to be a smart ear technology since it does the thinking for the dental professional, all the while allowing the dental professional to resume normal conversations. EarAid works by instantaneously identifying damaging sounds through patented electronic circuitry, isolating them and compressing them to safer levels while allowing normal sounds to pass through naturally as though nothing is in your ears. Thus, the ability to communicate clearly with patients and staff is not compromised and hearing damage is prevented. Another great option is a product called Quiet On. Quiet On 2 is an electric an electronic hearing protection device that has two modes. The first mode is, as we discussed before, active noise canceling mode. And the second mode is the hear through mode. So active noise canceling mode is excellent when you want to reduce noise as much as possible. Focus on your work and feel relaxed, even though background noise is high. 
Hear through mode is good when you need to communicate with others or if the noise is not constant. So active noise control or active noise canceling and active noise reduction are methods where an unwanted sound is reduced by adding another sound specifically made to cancel it out. These active noise canceling earbuds use a microphone to sample the sound and the speaker to create a phase shifted sound that cancels the original sound. Hear through mode uses external microphone to get the sound and plays it to the ear through a speaker. When audio levels increase close to unhealthy waves, the electronics start to limit the audio level. This works fast and automatically. For example, you can easily converse with patients and when suction and ultrasonic volumes increase, noise reduction is implemented to save the hearing. When the noise levels decrease, it will return to normal settings and you will have full hearing capability. And for other really great suggestions and really great products regarding um, the needs specific to dental professionals, there's a really great site we found called earplugstore.com and they really hone in on what we need um, regarding the option of being able to continue to converse with patients, um, hear some background noise, but not others, you know, that noise cancellation, um, noise minimization options, a lot of different products there that are really cool. And they do range from $10 to about $300. Yeah. And one thing that we didn't really touch on, but is related as well is tinnitus. Um, you know, there's a lot of data out there supporting a lot of dental professionals experiencing tinnitus. And again, it all comes from all of the sounds we are exposed to. So that's something to pay close attention to as well as if you're noticing some of that going on. Um, this is also definitely a consideration we should be making. As we're wrapping up, I wanted to say that as professionals in the field of dentistry, we know that guiding patients toward methods of prevention for their own oral and systemic health statuses is our number one goal. We hope we've caused you to consider and gain an awareness of this here issue of hearing loss potential. Our ability to help our patients relies on our ability to communicate effectively with them, and hearing is a huge part of that equation. Ignoring a basic preventative method and protecting that which is used daily to understand patients' needs is not acceptable. Earplugs, whether passive or active, should become a consideration for PPE for all of us. We've all heard that saying, floss only the teeth you want to keep. Perhaps audiologists might share a similar mantra with the dental industry as a reminder that much like flossing, prevention from an audiological perspective is equally important. And I just want to say personally, like I said, when we started out, like hearing is a big issue for me. And, and one of the articles I was reading as we were preparing for this, it was talking about, um, it does seem to be more on the the functional side, like if you're right-handed, it tends to be more on your right side because you're, you're holding that ultrasonic, you're holding that handpiece with that dominant hand. So it does seem to correlate, you know, more one side than the other. And it is, I'm right-handed and it's my right ear that has issues. So I feel like for me, because I've always had hearing loss, I think I probably don't notice even if it's decreasing. Um, but, and, and the other issue I have is because of all the surgery I've had, I have a very small opening in my ear. So as I was reading all this and I'm thinking, you know, earplugs and things like this, um, one thing I'll say, a hearing aid is not an option for me personally, because they can't take an impression of my ear because the, the hole is so small. So I do want to try out some of these options. I think I want to try the ear erase first, because as I was looking at that, it, it looks like it's soft, it's silicone. They have different sizes. Um, 
but I want to just say personally that I plan to try some of these out and just see what the benefit is and see how easy they are to use. Because again, this is something that's really important for long-term life. I, I want to be able to hear my grandkids one day. Um, what do you think, Britt? Have you ever tried any of these products or ever used anything before? Or is there anyone in your practice that does? Yeah, so I haven't tried them personally, but one of our hygienists has tried, I think it might be the ear race. I have to ask her actually. She likes it, but we wear um, a radio, like a headset in our office. So these aren't compatible with another, you know, yeah. ear, anything, you know. So that's a consideration. Uh, we have a very large office. And so we use a headset um, to communicate with one another and locate people and ask for help. So that's that might rule out the ear protective option, at least on that side. But I think even if you could use it in one ear, it's better than nothing. Yeah. Do you feel like the headset you wear creates any kind of protection at all? Does it muffle anything? No, it doesn't because it's not really in our ear. It just sits on top of the ear. And if anything, it causes more <laughs> ear damage than anything. Got it. Got it. <laughs> yes. One day we'll be looking at each other, you know, going, huh? What did you what? say? <laughs> Well, as always, we always like to invite you listeners, if you haven't, to join our Mighty Network, because this would be a great place to share what are you using? What has worked for you? What have you tried? Give us some advice on what we should try. That's what this community is all about. So, um, you know, and if, uh, if you found something that you really love, please, please, please share it, because this is vital information to know. And if you have not yet, signed up for our upcoming summit this year that's in Vegas, then it's time to do that right now. Stop what you're doing unless you're driving and sign up. Go to bulletproofsummit.com and sign up to come hang out with us in Vegas because what could be better than that? Um, it is August 11th and 12th and you don't want to miss it. So until next time, I hope everyone has a great week and let us know your thoughts on this. Here's to, to great hearing. Bye. Bye everybody. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Bulletproof Hygiene Podcast. We hope you've had as much fun as we have. Don't forget to click subscribe for a lot more where this came from. We appreciate your support and promise to keep the hygiene gems coming. Keep track of upcoming Bulletproof Hygiene events by visiting bulletproofhygiene.com or download the Mighty Networks app and search Bulletproof Hygiene to stay connected. We want to hear from you.